Welcome to the Paulist Daily Comics Analysis Podcast. I'm Paul, and today is August 25th, 2016. Our focus today is on The Art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai by Sunny Liu, published by Pantheon Books this March 2016. And um, we're going to be talking about the art, the politics, the um, perspectives of um, this masterful work. And uh, every Wednesday, we talk about the wide world of comics and what's on the pull list. And so um, later on in the episode, I'll talk about the things that are on my pull list this week, um, including highlighting a few um, uh, podcasts and Kickstarters and things like that that are out there. So let's dig deep. So apologies, um, because the daily podcast failed to be daily. <laughs> Yesterday was Wednesday, and I wasn't able to get an episode to get this episode up. Um, all week long, we've been focusing on the work of Sunny Lou, and we talked about Dr. Faye, we talked about um, Sense and Sensibility, and we talked about the Shadow Hero, um, all kind of culminating today in talking about the art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai. Um, I plan to... Um, to present this yesterday, and I've actually given it a few go, a few goes at trying to record. But um, it's the beginning of the school year, which um, is is uh, a little busy for a parent as well as an educator as well as a student, and I'm all three of those things. So it's been a little little um, hectic. I'm a little harried. Um, so I've tried a couple of times to lay down this analysis and um, haven't had the chance to. Um, but I'm excited to talk about this book. Um, Mr. Liu was kind enough to furnish me uh, with an advanced copy of The Art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai. And um, I anticipated that it would be an interesting work, which is why I wanted to read it. Um, it's been more than that. Uh, I, I think I can unequivocally declare it as my favorite comic of the year so far. Um, and hard to imagine that anything's going to surpass it because of how... Um, important to work I think it is, how much I like it and also how much I think comics needs it, um, how important and significant I think it is to comics work. Um, Pantheon obviously recognized that in publishing it um, here in the, in the States. It is a Singapore-based uh, book, just as Sunny Lou is a Singapore-based artist, at one point supported by the um, Singapore National Arts Council, which I'll come back to in a second. Um, but um, uh, you know, very much about the history of Singapore told through the biography of, um, you know, what, what Lou, uh, declares is the, is Singapore's greatest comics artist, which is Chan Hock Chai, um, and tells his story and through the lens of his story talks about the, uh, the, the history of Singapore in the latter half of the 20th century. Um, We'll get into the analysis in a bit. Um, I'll talk a little bit about why I esteem the book so highly, um, a little bit about what I think the book is, is doing and what the book is about and why it's, to me, so important to comics. But um, before I get into that, um, uh, you know, I've been trying to write about the book for um, a number of months now, actually, since I got the advanced copy and preparing to publish a, um, a commentary piece on one of the, the forums that I write in. Um, it's been difficult, uh, partly because I can't seem to quite write a piece that um, looks right in each of those um, platforms, uh, partly because um, of you know personal things and, and the challenges of writing that have uh, arisen in my life, um, being a, a graduate student, and then um, several things that have you know been in my, my personal life, dealing with my um, family health and things like that. Um, I um, write about comics. 
uh, as a, a, a blogger, as a freelancer, um, and by freelancer I mean that uh, if you ask me how much I'm paid, I'll answer free. <laughs> and um, I don't really get um, too much opportunity to justify um, the, the, the time that it takes to properly, for me, write about a book like this. Um, and that's why podcasting has been um, a place that I can turn to to talk about comics. And I try not to um, put the burden of too much preparation on doing this this podcast. So I, I guess I say all this to thank you, uh, listener, because if you are listening to this episode and if you've been following, then you know that I think what I'm trying to do here is a project of opening my eyes and then hopefully having you join me and and I would love for you to respond um as a as a conversation as a dialogue um to to reach me at tuply on twitter t w o p l a i or to uh, even better email me at tuply at gmail dot com I actually haven't gotten an email yet from a a listener and I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast um your thoughts on this book in particular um your thoughts on my thoughts um and to really make this more of a conversation but um podcasting has afforded me the chance to 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 sort of lay down many of the thoughts and to do some of the analysis and the discussion that I would always want to do in writing but just don't have the time because I'm all of my writing needs to be devoted to my um, actual academic work, my quote unquote paying gig, which as a student, it's not quite yet a paying gig. Um, my, so and so I haven't been able to write about the art of Charlie Chan Hak Chai, which means it's I've mounted up quite a lot of excitement you know, as I've read the, read the book several times to talk about it now. Um, uh, Pantheon, the publisher, is um, <laughs> an, an, an apropos name, I think, uh, a Division of um, Penguin, is that is that right? Um, somebody's going to correct me on that. Um, but Pantheon's published some of the most important graphic novels um, in, in our in our history. Uh, Mouse, uh, Persepolis, I believe. Uh, here, um, some Charles Burns's work, and so I think that um, this year, um, Char- Charlie Chan Hock Chai is really one of, as I said, the one of the year's best comics by by many yardsticks. Um, and as I mentioned at the top, Lou is documenting the life and the work of um, Singapore's greatest comics artist, Chan Hak Chai, or Charlie Chan, as he's um, nicknamed. And he, Ch- Chan is this, is this cartoonist who you know, goes through the times of the emergence of comics as a medium and as an art um, in, in, in sort of the, the global culture in Asia, uh, obviously where this is based, but also in the West, um, and sort of the different dynamics, the flowing dynamics, the changing dynamics of, the, of comics' cultural presence. Um, and Chan is a cartoonist of remarkable, you know, versatility, um, sort of uh, the ability to be culturally and politically perceptive in the art of comics, as well as to craft-wise to be e- extraordinary. Um, and then also, you know, Chan is a creator of, of remarkable endurance, as sort of evidenced by the decades of, of you know, what this book is composed of. Uh, the book is... Um, is a narrative, it is a biography, but it's done through the form of some comic storytelling um, on the part of Lou, the narrator, and it's also done through, um, you know, the evidence of artifacts and sketches that are featured in the book. Um, and, you know, you look at all of Chan's oeuvre, you know, you see his, his the variety, the vast variety of his comics work, and you have here, you know, the heights of, 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 of a Ditko or a Kirby or, and, a, and a Tezuka, uh, you know, and, and you really feel like Chan would be one of the most 
famous cartoonists in the world of the ilk of some of those names that I just mentioned, if not for these two constraints that just are insurmountable. Uh, first, that he hails from tiny Singapore. Um, and second, that he uh, never existed. <laughs> if you know the book, then you know the joke that um, uh, Chan Hak Chai is a complete um, fabrication of Sonny Liu's amazing, remarkable imagination, uh, which is a, a mind-blowing fact, one that, um, you know, I had a conversation with my brother about this book, and uh, he uh, read the book, <laughs> the, the entire book, making the same, same mistake that actually I've heard of one or two other, um, uh, you know, astute readers um, nonetheless making, which is thinking that the book was actually about a real-life figure, a real-life cartoonist from Singapore named uh, Chan Hak Chai. No, in fact, Chan Hak Chai never lived uh, except in the, you know, very fertile and vibrant um, imagination, as I said, in the pen of Sonny Liu. And that is, uh, you know, the, the uh, something that makes you step back and marvel, because he Lou took on the task of not only telling, um, you know, a very significant history of, of Singapore, um, but to do so through a fictional biography of a creative genius. And then, because especially because it's the comics medium, uh, not only created this f fictional genius, but also dared to create what his decades-long and um, incredibly sort of, um, uh, uh, as, I, as I said, versatile portfolio would look like. I mean, you know, if you imagine somebody creating like a, a, a out of whole cloth, a fictional, you know, biopic of, of an artist like John Coltrane or something, or Mozart, and then not only created the life of that, you know, fascinating character as a reflection of their times, but also composed, you know, A Love Supreme or, uh, or My Favorite Things or <laughs> whatever Mozart work you want to you wanna list. I mean, that's how tall the task of what Lou took on, to have to create um, not only the comics artists and tell their story and, and to tell the story of their times, but also to do it through the work that that genius creator would make. And... Um, and I think uh, Lou pulls it off with this incredible alacrity. Um, and, and I feel like the, the kinds of reproductions um, of, you know, basically there's sort of sketchbook material that's in this line paper. There's, um, there's tons of comics of various sorts that um, reflect Chan's kind of wide-ranging wide style, globally impacted style, uh, creates so believable. This, this biography is just so believable that uh, you can't really fault anybody for. Uh, I mean, even I reading it, um, figuring out very quickly, uh, very early on, that this was not a real-life historical figure, kept having to go back and just like, check like it, it really um but you know one thing actually i had going for me was um i had read a lot of lou's uh, work in the past and so i knew his art style and it's fascinating to okay so chan hak chai um being in singapore and singapore being a place that has to flexibly accommodate um this is a big part of its um sort of history it's political uh, political economy requiring, pushing, um, mandating, demanding um, the cultivation of a population of very flexible citizens who are um, sort of ready at the drop of a hat to adjust themselves and to challenge themselves to adopt whatever is um, necessary possible to not only maintain an ordered society, but a successful one to be this um, sort of 
I don't know, tiger uh, it, it, economically in the in um, in Asia that that Singapore has become. But um, but that kind of flexibility and range and responsiveness to a global, a truly worldwide set of influences. Um, and so to to speak comics again, uh, Chan at some points, um, you know is is walt kelly at other points is as i said tezuka um at, at other points is is i don't know your ditko's and your and your kirby's um at other points is is kurtzman and it's just remarkable that um uh uh sunny lu is able to uh create this artist who has such range uh such comics virtuosity and then to do it in that artist's tone and for that tone to have such range in itself but to still have in the sort of like in the traces of every single kinds of those um and they're not just imitations i think imitations is a little bit of an insult it's a, it's actually a, a, a and it's not even just a parody it's it's a sort of calling forth of that voice right that those various artistic voices and um somehow all of it is still inflected with the sunny lou you know i i look at the um you know, you flip through these pages and you're just like, wow, everything from these sort of rough sketches to these varieties, as I said, of comic um, uh, uh, genres and, and influences and styles and um, to, the, to the oil paints of portraitures on canvas. You know, they all sort of have this um, Sunny Lou like line that's recognizable if you've been reading you know faith and frankie and malinky robot and uh all of his other works that we've been talking about this week and so it's really cool to think about i'm a big uh Bakhtin guy in terms of my literary theory and so the the feeling that everything is um is calling forth the voices of of previous utterances artistic utterances in the past and yet and yet infused with um an authentic and authoritative self um that is uh, that which is created of which is composed of other voices it's uh, beautiful and marvelous to see and so you know i just kind of urge on you if you're listening and you haven't read this book yet for whatever reason or you're thinking of ways to impress this upon others um uh, uh that you know you can not know or frankly not even care much about the history of singapore and still get a ton out of this book um you'll pick up an education about singapore uh while incidentally but um there's just um as just a comics fan or a, or a fan of popular culture or um somebody who likes to look at um the ways that styles change among decades uh you know it's just a um, amazing chronicle of just that, and again, lose virtuosity. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I almost want to say like, Sonny Lou, you're just showing off. Like this is so amazing how you are able to uh, fit together political propaganda and um, magazine illustration styles, and uh, you know, novelty items, uh, kids comics, uh, uh, adult uh, oriented magazines. You know. And you know the the fact that there's this constant shifting and changing is of course reflective of um, Chan's career, which is um, and I'm not spoiling anything here too big, but uh, is is a continual search. And so there's an aspect of this book too that is also the the um, comics creator, the comics auteur biography. You know, and there's been plenty of really great books uh, in that vein. There's you know um, I think it's called The Dreamer by Eisner. Um, is, a, is a great American version of it, um, d sort of depicting Eisner and, and, and Iger's early years in the uh, quote-unquote golden 
golden age as they were trying to make their way through comics uh, through the through the comics industry um or for a fic- for another fictional version you know um michael chabon's uh, adventures of cavalier and clay comes to mind um and, and from manga of course there's there's a ton of examples but a drifting life by um by tatsumi comes to mind too this these these stories of people uh, you know people in their youth full of uh, sort of f- f- fervent passion for comics obsessively working at the craft and and then trying to break into the market and then trying to be seen in the world at the same time that this um you know often lowbrow or or commonplace culture that is very little financial compensation or you know sort of a career structure um <laughs> is just too imp- it's sort of impossible for these dreamers to not uh to reach out and 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 want to do anything that they can to make comics and um and that's true of chan as well but of course it winds up sort of being a dead dead end on every turn part of that dead end is just because of the status of comics in singapore part of that dead end is being is the status of singapore in the world and, and that's a status that's continuing wrestling with the politics and the history and so it's fascinating to um, read Lou's um, invention of this character what it would be like to try to be a um, a Kirby or a um, Tezuka in Singapore um, and uh, and it's heart-wrenching and like these those kinds of biographies often are um, it's thrilling <laughs> you sort of um, you know hope with his hopes as 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 his hopes are raised you sort of despair as the years go on but you also see the um sort of almost the driver of this versatility that i keep talking about this um marshalling of every sort of kind of comics voice and every uh manifestation of 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 comics art that comes along and that sort of you know sort of um swims in from the shores uh, of of east and west um, that uh, wind up showing up in these pages. Uh, Chan has to do whatever he can and whatever kind of comics there are in order to try to make a living, in order to try to simply exist, you know, in order to try to find something that, um, by hook or by crook, is going to get his comics um, seen. And that's part of the brilliance is the hunger. You know, you can see the hunger in this character um, who, at the beginning of the book, of course, we meet him aged and... Um, sort of a little crotchety <laughs> a little a little bit um but but certainly uh has a, a lifetime body of work to be proud of and then you just flip the pages and you can see that lifetime body of work um and it's remarkable and you realize that the drivenness to um adapt and adapt and adapt and adapt in order to um to try to make sense in the market in a market where you know you cannot rule you have to um, paint uh, Audrey Hepburn and Peter Cushing uh, and Singaporean, um, you know, film stars um, and and Asian film stars of, of various um, national origins, and <laughs> you have to do all of it. That's what it means to be um, Singaporean. I think um, is part of what this book may be saying is you have to do it all. Uh, you have to know it all. You have to do it all, and um, and all that just to be, just to try to be. Um, seen um just to try to be visible um that's amazing to see that's amazing to see in this volume it's amazing that um you know really like you any any comics any amateur comics historian um would be odd at this um odd at the the kniff <laughs> that i'm looking at now and then i flip a few pages and uh you know now i'm looking at um 
gee, this this I think shows the poverty of my knowledge of of uh, of Asian comics <laughs> and the names, the right names to attach to them. But certainly, I I grew up around um, comics that look just like this, and then to turn to another page, and this is, um, you know, so clearly um, yeah, a, a voicing of uh, of European comics and and Tintin and stuff. Um, yeah, honestly, I can't be sure that I know every reference or allusion. I don't know that um, Mr. Liu is trying to, you know, ape or parrot one particular artist in every part of the book. But um, yeah, it's just, like I said, remarkable versatility, remarkable virtuosity. Um, I think that you're going to be drawn into this book, even if you don't know anything about Singapore, as I said. Yet you're going to learn something about Singapore. Um, on the end pages of this book, there's, um, you know, really um, on both ends, <laughs> at least in my copy, um, there's this uh, one mountain cannot abide two tigers. And on the left side, you see um, uh, a series of panels, uh, actually a, a, a 20 panel grid. And it's the faces, um, and you can tell right away that it's sort of the faces of uh, the maturing through the years of, um, of of Lee Kuan Yew, who was the Prime Minister of Singapore for, you know, 30-odd years, and who died fairly recently, actually, after, I think, the publication or the, or the creation of this book. And um, Lee Kuan Yew is the Prime Minister who, um, y you know, ruled is not the right word, but um, was sort of at the head of a party that has been democratically uh, elected and re-elected for many years. And so you get a sense, too, of the... Um, you know, I think the picture the world tends to have of Singapore, and I, I, you know, I frankly don't know a lot about Singaporean history or culture. I've never been to Singapore, never, never walked its um, extremely clean uh, streets. <laughs> but I do know uh, enough from people that I've met, um, friends from college and things like that, to know that Singaporean society and culture has a, um, uh, let's see, I, I, I I'm, I struggle to find the right word, and um, and there's a few that I'm going to throw out that are going to be um, unfair and incomplete. But it has a certain um, rigidity and determination, let's say, a certain, um, uh, I don't know, a, a tight hand of control. Um, not uh, draconian, uh, I guess, depending on your vantage point. Um, maybe draconian, I don't know. But there's, a, uh, there's basically a, a, a heavy hand. Uh, of the of the nation state, a heavy hand of of um, the government, uh, and, and that heavy hand is really, um, I think, in in some ways, at least, it's perceived um, by the wider world, to be um, embraced and accepted by its people because that heavy hand uh, drives and pushes toward economic prosperity. Um, there was a, at one point, of course, when it was politically advantageous to consider um, merging with uh, Malaya, uh, which you know, of course, would become Malaysia, and um, and part of that process of becoming suitable for um, that potential merger involved the silencing of another important historical figure, which is who is the 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 person on the other the uh, facing page of these end pages, um, Lim Chin Siang, and and uh, Lim and Lee Kuan Yew were um, just some rudimentary history that I've pieced together since reading the book. Actually, um, from reading the book, is that they were both um, sort of contemporaries as political leaders, and at one, at one point, I think, allies, but um, Lim being a, a slightly more progressive, I think, a labor leader and a, a trade union uh, activist, um, 
and accused and called a communist at, at one point and then turned into a, a political enemy locked away in, in, in political prison. And um, I think in many ways represents, at least in the, his, the sort of brief history that I've skimmed and in the history that I've read in this book, represents the, the voice of, um, I don't know, resistance or alternative to this heavy-handed society that I'm talking about. Um, I mentioned before that the National Arts Council of Singapore um, uh, supported Lou in making this work, and I apologize if incorrect. I, I think when the book was finished and published, they withdrew their support. Um, you know, you, you might even consider it a kind of censorship of the work um, because of the maybe p potentially politically volatile um, stuff that's that that was in here. Which, if you're flipping through the book, it just looks like a lot of comics, and you go, "How could this be politically volatile?" <laughs> it's it's a comic book with a bunch of different uh, comics. Um, I think you read enough, especially the um, sort of companion texts, the endnotes, which are very um, thorough, um, and really what it seems to be saying about politics. And I and I, I could be wrong here, and I would love for um, Mr. Liu to chime in if he if he would say differently, but it, it seems like part of what the book is saying is that there, these are the streams that make up um, Singapore's history and, and partially explain Singaporean culture. Um, meanwhile, while those streams are going on, there are always undercurrents, always undercurrents of um, countervailing, you know, uh, feeling, opinion, um, you know, urges and longings that, um, you know, are very much summed up and represented by, by a, a, a figure like Lim Chin-siang. And whether or not those those um, countervailing or let's say uh, sometimes subterranean um, energies emerge or not um, have consequences on daily life, have consequences obviously on politics and civics, but but also have tremendous consequences in art. And I think that's a lot of what these comics are showing. Um, and um, you know, just to try to get concrete, if you have the book, it's great to think about those two pages and then to turn to page um the the one mountain cannot buy two tigers and then to turn to page 232 i have it marked here where um there's the very same uh panel grid structure along with the same sort of framing questions and this time though it's it's entitled eraser and it's sunny lou himself and um and in this piece you know it talks a little bit about um singapore inks and charlie chan and criticism of the government by um you know, uh, uh, intellectuals and, and students and so forth that would lead to um, repercussions. And so this whole um, question of in such a society, let's say potentially repressive even, what, um, what does it mean to be an artist and what do you do with your art to um, offer critique? Um, and I think that's what, you know, part of what Lou is, is, is exploring. Uh, every Singaporean that I know that I've met, uh, Okay, all three of them <laughs> um, have outside of Mr. Liu, of course, have impressed me with their sense of um, I, I don't know. Maybe this is a, a damning with faint praise, but their sense of um, uh, a serenity about things that uh, they they obviously intellectually have trouble with, um, and it's not a serenity of complacency. It's a serenity of sort of recognizing that um, you know we we are 
benefit beneficiaries in some sense of of a certain regime of a certain uh, of a certain way things are and yet none of us needs to feel like that it, it's required to well maybe they do think it's required but you know we don't have to be complacent about that um, maybe it's because every every Singaporean that I've met is a international student but this um, sense that this is the very same structure and system that you know has is so heavily invested in my education and teaches me to be a critical thinker um, <laughs> inevitably inevitably produces these kinds of questioning um, people who ask you know how democratic is our democracy if we have the same party for uh, four, four or five decades um, it's, it's really fascinating to see that come out in comics um, in the first few pages of the book uh, you meet the old um, Charlie Chan Hak Chai, uh, age 72 in 2010, and he's, he's, he's narrating that he's, you know, um, in the, <laughs> this brilliant, in the beginning there was Tezuka, <laughs> you know, this sort of like theologizing of, um, of the god of manga, and then mentioning that he's born in 38, which is, um, you know, historically not significant except for the first appearance of Bino and, and the first appearance of Superman. And you can see that he is, I mean, this is a, a sort of a quintessential artistic evasion of politics where yes he's political through his life he can't help but be i mean he's living he's growing up around you know revolution and transformation and and um and, and governance uh, infiltrating daily life and yet uh he is also um an artist first and foremost and and so you know rather than delving first into politics the first place lou and uh and chan take us is to these five foot way libraries or these pavement libraries these sort of roving collections of uh or shops that were makeshift um of of magazines comics books and it's it's a beautiful um uh ode i think this whole book is a beautiful ode to the presence of print culture and the presence of um of sort of um common <laughs> commonplace art as a a kind of uh, a force, a place for those kind of energies that I was talking about before. Um, you know, you can critique it, you can call most of it rubbish, <laughs> as he calls most of the comics today rubbish, as Chan calls most of the comics today rubbish. Um, and yet there's always something going on. And uh, and then the first thing we see is Ahuat's giant robot, which is this, you know, 1956, um, again, very Tezuka-looking kind of comic uh, about um, Ahuat, and uh, and they find this giant, ro he and his friends find this giant robot, and it's drawn in this very cute style. It's definitely, you know, uh, targeted towards kid. And then you see the robot, and I think this, this seeing that robot, robot. And by the way, Ahwat is the character, the big face that's on the front of the book. That also, by the way, is the. Uh, well, I'll talk about that later. Um, I was going to say the podcast, uh, the podcast little image. This podcast little image is actually me reading Chan Hak Chai um, because I love this book, <laughs> and for reasons that I'll talk about later. But you know, you, you, it's when I when you first see Ahwat's robot for me that I was like, oh, this is Sunny Lou. You know, this is Tezuka, but this is Sunny Lou. <laughs> And um, and you know the the robot is dormant and asleep until um, uh, what does this say? You know they're um, they're trying to tell it to wake up. It's in English, and then suddenly there's a panel in English and in Chinese, and he says, you know, don't worry. Um, this is my my I'm, I'm terrible at Chinese reading. The older Ching San Zai, Bu Pa Mei. Oh shoot, 
<laughs> basically in Chinese. Like, uh, the, actually, the point is <laughs> whether you can read it or not. You don't have to read Chinese to to read this book. By the way, I don't want to mislead you in that. But um, he speaks Chinese, and then the the, the um, robot awakens, and so the role of language, identity, nationality, um, uh, uh, you know, whether you belong to this people group or that. Um, awakening or not awakening the robot is obviously speaking to this, this sort of popular imagination in, in a sense um, reflecting and maybe in a sense indoctrinating children in a sense of ethnic identification uh, linguistic identification that um, yeah it's it's everywhere in comics anybody who's done any kind of social or cultural political analysis of comics yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere in Tezuka and um, and brilliant that um, the way that Singapore, again, is positioned, um, yeah, I don't know, this is very trite, but between East and West um, is reflected also in all of the kind of comics work. Um, the way that at just the right time in the six, you know, sort of, actually around the, the passage that I read earlier from page 235, uh, 232, I'm sorry, it, it, it makes sense that, you know, this is the Kurtzman this is the, the kind of um, mad era of the mad um, period of Tezuka. And so, I mean, I'm sorry, of Chan. And so it just makes sense that, you know, every bit of the Chan, wherever his art leads him, it's purposeful. It's not random. It's not just, as I said earlier, Sonny Liu showing off all that he can do. It's that, you know, at the right time for him to use funny animals to provide a kind of political critique and satire, a la Walt Kelly's Pogo, it's... That it's apropos, I think, of the moment, uh, or the time when there's this young idealistic, um, sort of childlike, uh, almost enthusiasm and 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 frenzy. Um, that is the kind of comics that appear, and it's just um, so good, so good. Um, I think that the sum result is that you get a sense, not necessarily explicitly stated that um, Chan is working his whole life in his own form of um, political commentary, political um, enactment um, that um, is based in comics. And um, it's not separated. It's not like he decides to be a political cartoonist. It's that everything in the cartooning is um, political because, because all of life is political. And, um, yeah, it's really well done. <laughs> brilliant if you can't tell uh that's what i think uh i'm not the only one that thinks so by the way um slate called it one of the best comics of the year av club did a best comics of 2016 so far and listed it as well mental floss had a similar kind of listing uh which is not to say everybody has acknowledged it i think um gross oversight for um, vulture and paste magazine and panels that they did similar lists in the middle of the year and somehow excluded what i think is again not only the most significant comics work of the year but of um of extended time <laughs> somewhat vindicated is sunny lou he won he recently won the singapore literature prize for english fiction um it deserves congratulations for that um i am very tempted to con to go into more specific and in-depth analysis but i recognize that i'm supposed to be doing the wednesday paul list and uh we're gonna you know we're doing this late so we're gonna skip the thursday throwback so i don't want to overdo it um all except to say this and l let's do this i'll take five minutes for this so if you don't want spoilers in the book uh let's say you're going to go to 42 minutes and that's how i'll regulate my time go to 42 minutes in this track and uh, that's when i'll start the paul list stuff or at least be wrapping this up um and 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 leave the spoiler territory 
But um, okay, sufficient wait time. Have you jumped ahead? I'm going into spoilers now. Um, of course, the the significant ending is that you expect the whole time, and this is just another sort of sweet, bittersweet twist that Chan uh, that Lou does, uh, not only in creating Chan as a fictional figure, but then we f expect this mounting success and we find out at the end of the book that he is just another um <laughs> you know he ought to be going to to comic con to san diego comic-con as a celebrated figure um in the manner of of a um i don't know you name him in a, in the manner of a paul levitz how's that <laughs> and instead he's showing his art to um you know i don't know a robert kirkman who doesn't care <laughs> um yeah and it's so poignant you know it's so Ah, uh, just kills me because it's, I, I don't know, to me, I, I don't know if this is Lou's intent, but to me, we're talking here about Singapore as a cultural presence and maybe as a cultural presence tied to its politics of having done everything that you could possibly imagine to, um, to enter the conversation of, of the world stage and then still having to say, oh, yeah, uh, here's who Lee Kuan Yew is, you know, or here's who Sonny Liu is. Um, what is it to be a, um, a, a, a work of genius <laughs> and to never have been seen, um, to, to always have been, uh, uh, you know, fighting and struggling for visibility and never to have achieved it? Um, and uh, I, I think that, you know, that's why to me it's so significant and important what this book is, because um, because yes, it bespeaks the revolutionary en energies of comics. Yes, it bespeaks the remarkable sort of like global range that comics has, and how all of it can um, you know can be sort of woven together as as great art can do um, to to do something unique. But also, it it speaks to um, the um not the silence but the um the the deafness maybe to um to art to stories to brilliance that comes from certain corners of the world where you know you read uh, a drifting life and it's just it's not fair <laughs> like tatsumi is uh i forgot what his name is but you know he, he changes his name is hanging around with tezuka you know or 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 you just know that um eisner is going to wind up as eisner you know there is as much as there is struggle and uh, poverty and hunger for these those creators, there's at least the environment within which one day they will be hailed and studied in uh, universities and so forth. And you know, of course, Chan is a is um, is an invention, but you you sort of almost feel like I wouldn't be shocked. And this is, I think, another. This is like the the triple trick that um, Lou does. He he creates this character, this genius. He um, he you know. Uh, moves away and, and says, you know, voila, here's this creation, and here's this, this creation, here's the creation's creations. Then he plays this trick, this twist, that uh, he, in fact, never makes it big, never becomes the, the global phenomenon that he should be. And then I think the, the sort of last trick is to um, come around to speak to us and to say, haha, what about, what about our work, you know? And I said earlier this week that I think Sonny Lou is very much the tip of the spear um, represented in the 
series of anthologies that Image published, which, you know, credit to them for publishing, um, called Liquid City. In fact, one of the Liquid Cities has a piece by Chan Hock Chai, which if you go back and look at him, is great. I, there's no sign there that it's, I mean, I don't think anywhere is it, like, attributed to Sonny Liu. And so I don't know if, if Sonny was inserting Chan Hock Chai into the history of um, Singaporean artists. But there, there they are, a whole bunch of Southeast Asian um, comics artists. And, um, and I think the whole phenomena of Asian artists coming into, not Western comics, I'm, I almost want to say global comics, um, because they circulate that way now. Um, manga circulates that way as well. Of course, European comics circulate that way. But of course, something kind of unique in the, in the American embedded, um, American context comics that are, you know, really meant for a worldwide audience. But, uh, you know, the significance of the the artists who are coming from that background um, and what that means as a cultural phenomenon is something under, I think, under talked about, understudied. And, uh, you know, the way that, uh, you know, I think Lou has shown us in this book how comics gives us a vantage point into things that we share, I mean, from the time that we're kids and we uh, and all of our eyes passed over all of the texts like these texts, like these artifacts that we see in this book. And so we have that common, uh, co common experience, uh, but, but we come from very different localities and, and very different times and very different contexts. And yet that common thing that we have seen offers us a way that is familiar and comfortable to us that could be a window into so many places in the world. Uh, you know, Lou's intent obviously being Singapore, but how much do we stand to learn to um, pay attention to those kinds of artistic voices, those kinds of literary voices, those kinds of comics voices from the world over? Um, and, I, and I sort of on this high horse all the time, but, you know, <laughs> what a difference it makes that the generation... Uh, my my younger brother's generation grew up un, unashamed and unabashed about reading and loving anime and manga versus my generation myself um, and I'll I'll take responsibility for it sort of um, being ashamed of Asian comics because of its associations with Asia um, in America uh, that of course isn't universally true of a generation but I'm saying that um, we've gone global. I would say, you know, when it comes to comics, we've gone global. And so what does that implicate for the possibility of what we can come to understand and know about one another? Um, that's why I think comics has this burden and, and potential to be a cultural force, as I always say, because it speaks in the language of our childhoods, but it also um, has the maturity and the, the um, potential and the range to do what uh, Mr. Liu does in this book. And, uh, and I love it. And it's, it's amazing. So um, if, uh, if you're rejoining because you fast forwarded to 42 minutes now, uh, and I'm close to that, I think. Um, yeah, The Art of Charlie Chan, Hak Chai by Sunny Liu is, um, as I say, a virtuoso performance. I would, um, yeah, urge you to, if you haven't read it, to read it. And if you have read it and you come to appreciate it, and some of the things that I'm saying, I, I wish it would enter the dialogue. I, um, I wish that um, more critics and reviewers uh, would be paying attention to it because I think it's hugely significant. In fact, I, I don't mean to accuse anybody of anything, but I would even say that 
insofar as it is overlooked or has been overlooked. And it's been on the, you know, New York Times bestseller for graphic novels and stuff like that. So I think it's done fairly well. But insofar as it has been overlooked by certain people, I'm going to venture and say, let me be the jerk <laughs> and say that I think it's because it's about Singapore. And I think it's because people think, oh, that's not about anything I know about. So let me read Dan Klaus's Patience instead, <laughs> or or even let me read Killing and Dying. Um, I thought it was last year, I guess. <laughs> let me read, um, uh, you know, something that is familiar to me because this uh, is impenetrable. And I don't think it's that at all. I think that um, w with an openness of, of mind and, and an openness of eyes. Um, hey, listen, if I can read 2000 AD, <laughs> you can read The Art of Charlie Chan Akjai. All right. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, all right. So that's um, that's been this book. And that'll actually wrap up our week of talking about Sunny Lou. And I just want to um, thank you for listening. If you have been following along, especially if you weren't previously familiar with Sunny Lou's work. And, you know, um, again, what this podcast is meant to be is a project of, uh, me, for me, a kind of uh, empirical research, a kind of um, being pushed and stretched to see things, as I was talking about in reference to this book, to see things that I would miss and to see how in seeing them through the eyes of comics, through the, the lenses of what comics do as a, as a medium, as an art, as, a, as an industry, um, as genres, how does seeing the world through those things um, uh, sharpen my vision and understanding my capacity for 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 i don't know compassion um, for engagement that's what i'm doing that's what the paulist is about and thank you for joining me in it um, those of you who have listened to 44 minutes into this <laughs> to this particular podcast um, all right so oh and finally i actually want to thank sunny lou because he has retweeted these um, some of these episodes and uh, been been uh, uh, kind and patient in some responses to me, um, no doubt probably thinking as he's listening to me monologuing about these books, ah, he's totally missed the point. <laughs> but um, uh, Sonny, if you're listening, listen, I, I would love to, um, yeah, boy, it, it, it's, a, it's sort of an honor to talk about your work. And uh, I hope that uh, we have a chance to, to um, interact, perhaps to write something together about your work uh, one of these days. Um, it stands on its own, of course, as um, as a marvelous uh, piece for us. And thank you for the gift of your work. So um, I turn now to the Paul list because it's Wednesday. And uh, it's not. It's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday and the hours are ticking very close to Friday So for me. So um, what's on my list? Uh, what am I reading? Um, actually, I want to start off the beaten path. You know, I always talk about the Marvel and DC and image and stuff. I'll get there. Um, but there's a few things that I've been looking at. Um, and one is one of these, uh, if you ever listen to podcasts called Pop Culture Happy Hour, they have something called the Zaxxon Rule, where Zaxxon's like an arcade game that no one else can play, but they always talk about. But this is something that is not no longer accessible. No, it's going to be accessible. Are you kidding me? Anyway, a Kickstarter just ended that I was involved in called The Rise of Chap Books, CZAP a small press publisher, and their 27 collection uh, includes um, a latest work by Liz Suburbia, whose um, book Sacred Heart was a big book in 2014. In fact, it's kind of continuing ventures of one of the characters, as well as, and then there's two other artists who are part of their 2017 collection. Anyway, you can look up Chapbooks, um, CZAP, again. Um, you can look for their Kickstarter. That's exciting, and I'm looking forward to that. I sort of bought in on that. Um, if you are reading 
comics on the Stella app. Well, if you're not reading comics on the Stella app, it's worth it. Give it a try if you have a smartphone or an iPad or something like that. And there's a few that have caught my eye. Um, Ibrahim Mustafa, who I mentioned earlier this week, who was doing the fill-in art for Doctor Fate, has a series called uh, a story called Jaeger that he's publishing there. Jaeger, uh, Jaeger, uh, that looks really cool. There's another one called Love Run Riot that I've been enjoying by Rachel Weiss and Adam Smith. So yeah. Stella. By the way, Multiversity Comics has an article um, this week about Stella and about how it's um, trying some. It's a subscription model, you know, but it's Netflix style, but it's also trying some kind of individual books that you can buy. So um, you can check that out. Another thing that you can, you might look at is that uh, I am a follower of, of Retrofit Comics, another small press, and so um, they have upcoming books by Eleanor Davis uh, of How to Make How to Be Happy. Is that right? How to make you? How to make me happy? How to be happy? Um, Eleanor Davis has a book called Libby's Dad coming coming up, and then there's one by Luke Howard called Our Mother. Um, I also want to highlight Avery Hill has a forthcoming book that is a continuation of Tim Bird's Gray Area series, which series which I've read um, one one of the volumes of. There's I think there's there's two other volumes and then there's a new one called Our Town. And so if you have enjoyed comics that have this strong sense of place where um, geography is as much of a character as the characters, uh, I think it's worth looking at. Uh, finally, I just want to point to a couple other things on the web uh, that I enjoy really on the on podcasts. Um, uh, the Comics Alternative podcast had an interview with Leela Foreman, who um, Leela Foreman's recent book, uh, man, what is it called? Recent collection of her short works. Shoot, I'm sorry. Google it. But listen to that interview because she sounds like just a total um, pleasure to listen to, to talk to. Um, very sharp and very interesting. Um, also, the Comics Alternative podcast, um, Andy and Gwen on there um, did uh, a review of Raina's Ghosts, Raina Telgemeier's Ghosts, um, forthcoming from Graphics, and then also Ben Ben Hackey's Mighty Jack, also forthcoming. Forthcoming. So that's the worst, man. Y'all y'all review books that I can't even read yet. Uh, that's not fair. But um, I'm excited. I'm glad they got to read it. It's they're great reviews. Um, those all ages books. Well, we'll probably talk be talking about them on one of our Friday Family Graphic Novel sessions here on the Paul list. Um, iFanboy did a great interview with um, Karina Becco and Gabriel Hardman, two people, two creators I, I enjoy enormously, once again. Um, and then uh, I, I've mentioned before a few times Hassan Atzman Elhau, Elhau, I think that's how you say his name. I, I, sorry if I didn't, if I said it wrong, but he's the man uh, behind. I, I believe he's based in, in in England, but he's the man behind Strip Panel Naked, which is the um, YouTube channel I've mentioned a few times where he does analyses of comics, and those are whenever I think about the idea that I'm purporting to do analysis, I think what he's doing, and I'm like, man, that's analysis. But anyway, he's on the Reboot um, Comic Book Club uh, podcast talking about a suicide episode, a Suicide Squad issue. That's uh, interesting to listen to. So, yeah, so those are some things. Oh, one more shout out to um, O Comics, which is a podcast of panels.net. Um, Preeti and uh, Paul, who I really like, um, are on there this week talking about vision, Tom King's vision, Tom King and uh, Gabriel Walter's vision. And uh, I like that episode. I like that series. And uh, I like that podcast. So here's me talking about other podcasts. <laughs> Let me get to the the list of books that I'm reading this week. I'm not going to, it's kind of la going to laundry list it. Um, uh, DC's um, Action Comics 962 and Detective Comics 939 represent the first arc of uh, of rebirth, uh, I think maybe the, the first arcs period of rebirth drawing to a close, and I think I'm going to talk about one or the other of them on the Saturday Super Friend. I'm guessing action comics because there's some interesting stuff there about um, 
um, Doomsday, you know, and we'll do a little reminiscing about Doomsday and, and talk about it then. Batgirl number two by Hope Larson is coming out too, and um, no, this is all out already. Right? I'm like, I've seen some of these books, so what am I? Doing? Is coming out. Um, Batgirl number two is out, and um, look, shout out to Hope Larson for having a um, and Ralph Albuquerque for having an Asian American male character who's attractive to a. Um, person that's great <laughs> uh, but anyway uh th that's kai by the way is the character i'm talking about so interesting the different very different path journey roads that they're taking Batgirl on so check that out christopher priest writing deathstroke is exciting um look at that omega men's trade is collecting uh tom king and and um barnaby bagenda's work um for a ridiculously low price for that whole series uh that whole great and overlooked series and then of course wonder woman or five is out and i'm and i'm looking at that too in marvel um yeah the usual list what can i say one thing i will announce is that Na nighthawk is probably going to be my uh, monday marvel and nighthawk 4 is out and i think they just announced fairly recently that ramon villalobos won't continue to be the artist on that which is uh, i'm sad to hear I, I don't know why i haven't heard news um about why he's not continuing on as the main artist but um disappointed to hear that because um, Mr. Villalobos is, you know, sort of local and, uh, I like his art and I think it's really interesting. I think he's growing a lot as a, as a sequential artist and, um, maybe just the schedule was too, uh, too, too tough or maybe there's something going on. But anyway, um, yeah, that's Nighthawk 4. Um, other books, of course, in, from Marvel, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is this week, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is this week, Patsy Walker is this week. Um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, um, Captain Marvel, lots of Civil War stuff. Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur is good. <laughs> if you're not reading that book, why not? Um, Dark Horse, Department H from Matt Kent. Um, my beloved Matt Kent uh, continues with issue five. Usagi Yojimbo, of course, is always a must read. And check out Kingsway West. If you haven't um, heard about it, it's Greg Pak. It is a Chinese-American um, cowboy uh, in a sort of cowboy, steampunky, space fantasy, uh, fan not space, sorry, no space in there, fantasy magic uh, book. He was on, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Word Balloon with John Suntress recently. Yeah, so um, so that's interesting. I'm going to be looking, I'm going to be reading that um, when I can finally pick it up from a comic book shop. Um, and then from Image, um, yeah, Pretty Deadly's second trade is out. You need to be reading that if you're not. And then I just want to highlight, uh, oh, uh, Snot Girl number two, she Wolf number three. I like Beef of, Beef of Thieves. That's uh, at number 34. I need to catch up with that. I think I'm in the mid-20s on that one. Um, but uh, Renato Jones, The 1%, has been um, interesting. Uh, it's very Kari Kyle Andrews, and it's quirky. Um, and some parts of it are, um, well, they're rough reading for me. <laughs> But um, I think he's doing something I must I must pay attention to that, that with my concerns and my interests are just kind of too relevant at the moment. And, and it's, you know, it's not not it's not like it's not fun. It's not like it's not interesting um, storytelling. But um, yeah, Renato Jones, one percent. I'm going to be looking at that um, from other publishers. The uh, March. You know, I've talked about March Volume 3, the, the, the whole slipcase set is coming out. Uh, Miss Fury Volume 2, uh, number 5 of 5 is out. Revisionist number 3, um, which I sort of glanced at, um, Frank Barbieri and company. Um, Sombra, another boom book is out that you should look at. And then I'm also reading Strawberry Shortcake, and uh, number 5 is, is out. So, yeah, take that for what you will. Um, 
as I said, I think I'm going to skip the Thursday throwback. Um, today is Thursday, and it's just too bad. I have so many things I want to talk about. I have so many collections and ultimate editions and absolute editions and Omnibuy and uh, classics, comics classics that I should and need to talk about. Maybe I'll do a makeup episode one time if I can find the time this week. Um, and uh, yeah, well, okay, anyway, enough about that. Enough about of this episode. <laughs> I'm nearing an hour. Thank you for listening. Uh, please find me on uh, Twitter at Tuply, T-W-O-P-L-A-I. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We have no ratings on iTunes. Uh, and, uh, and if you're listening, that should bother you because other people should know about this podcast because you've listened this far and we've earned it by, by gosh darn. So please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, you can find us on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Um, let's keep reading. Let's keep at this work. Uh, thanks. Thanks.